We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Computer, this is Data. I'm an Android. I'm a basketball. I was processing all of the information. Processing. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Rangers pick basketball. Analytics was crap. Does not compute. Just because you got good stats doesn't mean you're a good team. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Lakers Exceptionalism Podcast. My name is Tom Z, joined as always by Tim, aka Rangers Make Basketball. And Tim, we are following up on our live film review playback stream, which we did, and we're going to record an instant reaction to our, uh, our our first game of the season, man. It's, it's exciting. We're already diving deep into our content bag this year. So how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, good to be back. Fun to watch this team play. I know LeBron and AD, or sorry, LeBron and Reeves weren't out there. We did see AD out there playing well. But it is great to see the team playing. Uh, we've got one injury to keep an eye on. And, you know, the loss doesn't really matter. I think we learned a lot about this team. And, and that makes me really excited because it was a lot that we were hoping to see. And the fact that it panned out makes me even more pumped. Same. Um, definitely some certain things I wasn't expecting to come out of this feeling. But... Uh, I guess we'll kind of just do a, a, a rough, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, starting off with uh, D'Angelo Russell. Had a really solid uh, first half. He didn't play the second half. He had 15 points, five assists. Took a few kind of difficult early shot clock mid-rangers in that first few possessions, but he settled in and was really able to get the Lakers into their offense and get quality looks for other guys. What did you see from D'Lo last night? Yeah, he, he looked in control. He was getting the team into its sets. He was someone that when they ran double drag with him, it was much, much more effective than when they ran it with the other ball handlers the team showed. I liked what I saw from him. He was making some good reads. He was aggressive. He was able to get to the rim and finish at the rim when the defense left, you know, gave that to him. Uh, he did a good job just taking what was available, and that's that's what you want to do. The plays should create, you know, the sets should create an advantage. And then you need guys like him to read the play, read the defense, and either take the shot or put the ball in the hands of the guy who should take the shot based on what the defense is giving you. And he he did that well. I do think this game put on to 
to display the lack of depth from a ball handling playmaking standpoint with this team. If we do see a scenario where two of LeBron, Reeves, and D'Lo are out in a game, you're really going to have to see the team lean on a bit more like big man playmaking, five out dribble handoff stuff, maybe more post heavy uh, because there was a quite a bit of a drop off going from D'Lo to the others on the team when it came to running the sets, making the reads, running ball screens, stuff like that. But he himself, I think, had a really nice game and added some defensive playmaking on top of that, which I thought was good, and he rotated well too. Yeah, um, definitely part of the ugly, I feel like. I'm not going to say it was bad because he's still a rookie. First game in the you know official game in the NBA. JHS, Jalen Huchofino, had some rough plays, I guess we'll say. some Missing some reads. Um, but like we said, we'll just kind of leave that one there for now. He's still, you know, getting his feet wet and things that he can clean up and learn from. But AD looked good. He also had, uh, you know, 15 points and 6 of 11 shooting, 2 for 3 from 3 uh, in the same spot there toward the left wing. Looking comfortable and willing to fire that thing away. So I don't know. Pretty much looked the same shot to me. Um, just kind of. Took it with a little bit more confidence than we saw, you know, at the end of last year. Yeah, he went two for three from deep. Uh, I've said repeatedly I'm not going to overreact to three-point small shooting samples. Uh, I did look at the film and I looked at the, like, zoomed-in slow-motion shot form for Anthony Davis in that game compared to what he was doing last season or at least his most recent three-pointers last season. Found similar angles to really try to compare apples to apples and they were apples to apples. It looks the same. He said it. He didn't change anything. He said he prepped the same, didn't change his form, just got more reps up. And we'll see how far he's able to make this shot go with its current form. It did look smooth because it went in. Um, and we'll see if he can continue that. But he, big picture, looks good. I liked how he was able to attack downhill early in plays. I think the five-out setup set him up well to attack big men and put them in tough situations where with his ball handling, with his agility, with his force and power, he can put you in some really compromising positions. And he did so with Kavon Looney and, and his teammates several times in that game. So I like the reads he was making from a shoot pass standpoint. Defensively, I thought he played well in drop. Certainly a really good rim protector, had a good showing there. Uh, but I think the threes are the thing people are going to focus on a bit most. And, I just want to see it continue. Yeah, he only played the first half as well, so we have limited sample size. Did see him show some pretty good, you know, chemistry with uh, Gabe Vincent hitting him with a couple good pocket passes, and uh, yeah, AD is looking like AD out there. Warriors still were, you know, worried about his uh, defensive presence playing the five, so we'll keep an eye on that. Other stuff, I think. Let's get to some of the, maybe the newer guys. We did see. Jared Vanderbilt hit a couple threes. He looked fine. You know, maybe didn't look as great in the screen navigation, uh, which will, you know, give him more time. Rui looking like Rui uh, slimmed down, be able to get to the rim. Uh, not finishing as well as we'd like, but he's able to, you know, diversify his bag. Hopefully he'll get there. But I guess getting to the bad, Cam Reddish and Torian Prince. Torian Prince got five fouls in eight minutes. And are rewatching some of them? I think. Some of them were ticky-tack, but some of them were bad fouls. And Cam Reddish uh, had some bad turnovers. He, you know, bricked some threes pretty badly. So uh, 
overreaction theater? Are you, you know, starting to worry about either of those guys? Cam Reddish did, you know, seem to turn his ankle. So hopefully he gets right. But yeah, I don't know. You, you worried about either of those guys yet? So I, I don't think Prince is going to foul at quite that rate moving forward. <laughs> uh, some of the matchups that he was in don't make a ton of sense for that. And I think the team will figure that out and put him in better situations. Some of them were also ticky-tack. I think it was a bad matchup defensively for Vando as well in terms of like, we know screen navigation isn't the strong point of his defense. And this is a Golden State team that was running their stuff and making them sprint around, chase on-ball screens, off-ball screens. It's not ideal for him. And in the playoffs and in last regular season, the team deployed a specific defensive uh, approach where they were like top locking and then sagging off of the non-shooters. And that worked well for him. They weren't doing that this game. It was much more just kind of vanilla defense. And I mean, super vanilla defense playing like drop coverage against Golden State. And so that kind of left him out to drive. So I don't think this is his best showing uh, or even the best team to showcase what he can do defensively. So have some patience there. I didn't see anything on the film with his screen navigation that makes me think that he's ready for a bear, but we'll, we'll see. We'll give him more. I, I will Prince's fouls, big picture, like last season, he had an F grade in terms of having a high rate of fouls. He was fouling frequently. Last season compared to rotation wings and the percentage of the time he played his his minutes in foul trouble was also an F. So it's not that he doesn't foul. This was a bit much. Uh, this won't continue, hopefully, but it he is someone that we will probably have scenarios somewhat like this, probably in more than eight minutes, but uh, he will get in foul trouble here and there. Yeah, kind of wrapping up the individual kind of uh, analysis for some of these guys. I was super impressed. I think the two guys that, you know, outside of the the established really, really good D-Lo AD performances, uh, the two guys I was really impressed by were Max Christie and Jackson Hayes. Now, um, Jackson Hayes only played 15 minutes, but he showed some things in that time that made me really excited, showed some really good chemistry with D'Angelo Russell in the pick and roll showed that vertical, you know, spacing element that he can bring alongside some decent, you know, uh, lateral mobility on defense. And then Max just looking a lot more physically like an NBA player, making the right reads, playing under control. Seems like he got a little bit more aggressive once, you know, he was able to be a little bit more of a focus in the second half. But yeah, I guess either of those guys, what did you think? And, uh, are you more optimistic that they can be contributing, you know, pieces to this team uh, going forward? I think we might see a little bit more Hayes plus Wood than I was originally thinking. Uh, I, I thought the two of them operated well. I will have to see what AD's three-point shooting and, and the gravity along with that looks like in terms of AD plus Hayes. But if AD's ever out a game, I think Hayes is someone you can plug in and, and feel pretty good about what he brings you. He was really good as a roller. And we saw in the film review we just did, when he was rolling, defenses had to like in front of him to take away the lob for him. You can't just like kind of get there in a way that allows you to stay home on your perimeter, uh, the, the guy for the Lakers that you're trying to guard. So making defenders have to fully commit to taking him away opened up looks for teammates. We saw Rui dunk off of it. We saw some skip passes for threes off of it. He His roll gravity is something that was evident just in game one. 
And D'Lo did a nice job finding him a few times. Uh, it, he's going to get a lot of good looks, and it seems like he's going to take advantage of that. So I really liked what we saw there with him. And uh, who's the other guy you mentioned? Oh, Max. Max. Yeah, Max. Max did a nice job, and he was he wasn't necessarily forcing things. There were a lot of plays where he had the ball with like ten or twelve on the clock, and like didn't go ISO mode and like reset, and the Lakers got into something better, which I thought was a mature thing for him to do and an unselfish thing for him to do. But there were times where we're off ball. He was putting shots up and he was knocking them down. So that was great to see defensively. I thought he used his length a little bit more and uh, hopefully he'll continue and, and build on this performance with more. We didn't see him start this game. We saw Gabe Vincent start over him. And so I think that tells us a bit about the pecking order between those two and you know, as things stand, we might see D'Lo, Vincent, and Reeves take up a, a big majority of those point guard and shooting guard minutes, and Christie might be left with like 10 or, or like maybe 15. I want to see him kick butt in those minutes, go all out, and try to build on that, try to make it more of a conversation, more of a, you know, a challenge for the coaching staff to navigate, and I think this was a great first step. He didn't start, but he did get the most minutes on the team at just under 25 minutes, 24-47. And he played a significant role when the, you know, quote-unquote starters were out there in the first half and then played, you know, almost a uh, focus role in the second half once it was more of the young crew and the new pieces trying to integrate together. So I'm super optimistic. You know, Darvin after the game was talking about how he's one of the Lakers' most versatile players. Um, I'm growing more optimistic that he's going to be more of a contributing piece this year than I thought he would be, which, you know, some of his secondary playmaking and like you said, his patience, his poise is a lot more developed uh, than I thought he would be. And I, I have never been out on Max. It's just more of uh, trying to, you know, curb my expectations with a uh, second year player that's also young second year player. So, yeah, I'm super encouraged by what I saw out of him. and. Um, and, and can't wait to uh, see that develop even more. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. So any other individual guys you want to talk about? There were there were definitely things schematically that I, I guess, took note of this game. I guess we should probably talk about Christian Wood. Um, okay, sure. Just at least briefly, it was, it was maybe in the ugly space. He had a stretch of three good possessions where he was able to, you know, create for himself and make some tough mid-range shots and get to the line. But... Outside of that, well, I think, yeah, he's still developing he some chemistry. Yeah, there was a stretch of three, like, possessions he was more involved in. I wouldn't say – it wasn't like he played poorly the rest of the game. There were just a lot of times where, like, he was picking and popping and what didn't receive the ball. And that – right before the stretch of those plays, and I should have pointed this out in the film review, there was a pop where he was wide, wide open on, didn't get the ball – and kind of like shook his head, uh, you know, still hustled back and continued playing. But right after that, we then saw the team run three plays in a row for him. And he scored twice and drew a foul the third time and was much more involved the rest of that third quarter. But early on, you know, we've, we've seen, hey, he's going to be the maybe the fourth or the fifth option sometimes in, in individual plays or in individual lineups. And as a spacer, he can do that and, and can draw the defense out, I think, there were just some missed reads that contributed to him being less involved. But, you know, he missed some shots. He took some tough ones that he made, took some tough ones that he missed. There were some that he got fouled on that we just we just watched in the film review. He definitely got fouled. 
Um, but when he got pushed in the back, the other one, his elbow got hit. So two of those misses should have been shooting fouls. And I don't know, maybe that changes the box score and makes it look like a better day for him. But I think we're seeing how the team wants to use him. And I'm comfortable with that offensively. And then defensively, I thought he had a pretty good game as well in terms of just being an interior presence. I think his mobility could use a little bit of work. It looked a little bit worse than it was on film at the end of last season. I think his his playing shape needs to be a little bit better, and he'll probably get to that as the season goes on. But in terms of defending the rim, deterring shots, disrupting shots, he did what you would ask him to do, and he was making his rotation. So it was, I don't know, I, th- I feel like the box, score made it look worse than it was from my perspective we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Fair enough. On offense, I'll give you that. I don't think he had a particularly good defensive game. I think watching live, he definitely missed rotations, was kind of late, and didn't you know put himself in between the defender or the, the offensive player and the rim sometimes. And I think there's some some cause for concern there if he is going to be that kind of defender. Which again, I just feel differently than you do about his defense. Um, if he's going to be a fourth or fifth option offensively, does it make sense to have him on the court uh, because of his defense? I, and I think that'll be the conversation. Like if yeah, he's for sure, if he's effectively a you know stationary shooter on offense, and then defensively is in a plus. Then in general, not specific to Wood, in general, that's not an impactful player. So he's the style of guy that you know if his defense can be okay for a big, then offensively there's a little bit more leniency or or i guess more buffer for how involved he needs to be in order for all be a, a net positive 
I do think the way the Lakers have set up their scheme plays well into his strengths offensively and will make him more involved. Like the the pop was the right read. And I would imagine in the film room today, the team is pointing that out on a lot of these plays. And he will be getting those shots up or attacking a bad closeout and looking to to go make things happen. Uh, there are so many plays where we're seeing like delay sets where you're five out and the big man at the top of the key needs to make a pass or we're running action so that they can go one V one, which we saw him score on a couple times that sort of offense and the dribble handoff offense plays into what he does. So I, I think in terms of just like what he's good at fits, what the team wants to do provides a floor of involvement. And then it'll just come down to execution on that day. And, you know, I think maybe for game two, we'll need to do a defensive film review and, and take a closer look at what he's doing on that end. Um, Cause that certainly is probably the kind of, conversation the coaching staff is having as well is are is this an if so the ceiling's high if not then we might not see him play as much as as we were hoping before he was signed with the team yeah no i mean it's absolutely you know overreaction small sample theater here but this is what we do we got we're excited you know we are uh super curious to see what this team looks like and all the different pieces and how they fit and i definitely think both lebron and austin are going to, you know, be helped by Christian Wood and vice versa. So didn't see either of them uh, with Christian. And I agree with your assessment for sure with them on offense that he is who we thought he was, right, and can provide the things that we uh, were hoping for. Um, but I guess just moving into a more general conversation, Tim, about some of the Lakers scheme, once again, if you haven't uh, followed us on Playback, we just did a live film review. And get in on our uh, premium Discord tiers if you want to watch a replay of that, which will be up later. But I guess overall general thoughts about the Lakers' offense, uh, their scheme from the small amount of sample you saw, and you know, based on you know the, the couple guys we were missing. I liked it. Uh, I saw a general approach that made sense for the personnel. I saw alignment that made sense for the personnel. Think of alignment like uh, formations in football. We saw a lot of five out. We saw when the Lakers went to kind of their double big look and they couldn't quite go five out, they would go four out, one in. Or we saw a, a good bit of horns as well. So we saw them running familiar formations, familiar alignments, and plays within those that use the personnel pretty well. Um, I liked the amount of dribble handoff offense. We saw a good bit of like Chicago action where there's a down screen into a handoff or other, other delay sorts of things. And we saw in a number of plays where they tried something, it didn't work. And because of the alignment, you're in a better situation to go 1v1 and have driving lanes, or you're in a better situation to just like go screen for somebody or go run a dribble handoff and you can immediately create like a pick and roll type look in a way that not every formation in basketball does. So I thought we saw higher quality mid and late clock looks as a result of operating with those new spacing principles. Um, we should also see those dribble handoffs help the team avoid like ice defense, which was a little problematic for the team last season in the playoffs. And then for certain guys in this first preseason game, we've seen a lot of pin downs leading to shots or then flowing into ball screens, which I think plays well for Max Christie, for Austin Reeves, for LeBron James, for a lot of these guys, those should create good forms of offense, but with as many of these down screens and, and off-ball screens as we're seeing, movement shooting is going to be really important this year. More important than we've seen in the past couple seasons. We saw a lot of those shots. 
This is something that for Torian Prince, great. He's good at that. You're going to ask him to do this a good bit. That works out well. Cam Reddish was someone that like he, he was missing a lot of his threes. His threes weren't just like standing still catching and shooting. It was a lot of him sprinting to a spot, catching, turning his body and shooting and wasn't hitting them as well. And so just the baseline level of movement shooting for players in these plays, you know, higher than it has been in the past. So it, I'd say it's noteworthy, um, but I mean, just, I won't dive too much deeper, but we saw like double drag. We saw post split cuts on a wood post up. We saw those horn snap plays where the, the two elbow players screen for each other and that flow into a number of different attacks. The first play of the game, they ran that. It flowed into a ball screen with kind of like almost an empty roll along with an exit screen. So you had a three-point option and we're trying to create a lob. So lots of smart, well-designed offense that preseason game one is already in there. And a lot of these plays, I mean, just about all of these plays, if not all of these plays were in the playbook last season. And so there is some familiarity among the roster with them. I think that helps the team team out. And I mean, Pre-game yesterday, there was a question like, what are you looking for the team to run most this year, run more of? And I basically drew up a lot of this stuff, and then they went out and ran it. So I can't say anything other than I'm happy. Now, the execution, we got to, yeah. you know, the, the screening, the reads, the catching, the dribbling, some of the basic stuff, you know, wasn't fully clean in a way that you'd, ex- you know, you expect this for preseason. There's preseason game one. As the execution catches up, we're going to see the just the crispness and the sharpness of these plays shine, and then they'll become much more effective. But I think things are in a really, really good place for where we are right now. Oh, that's super exciting, man. Um, I mean, once they, you know, maybe stop running some movement shooting plays for Cam Reddish and, and maybe give some more to Torian Prince, who only, I think, had one that game. And uh, he missed it, sadly. But once he's able to, you know, get some more minutes there, uh, stay out of foul trouble, which, as you mentioned earlier, might be a consistent thing uh, this season. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited to see how that playbook can develop. And, yeah, just super optimistic that that you're liking what you see. I know, you know, Sean uh, Davis on Twitter was liking what he sees as well. He's also really good with that stuff. So, yeah, super cool, man. Um I guess we we saw you know eight ten minutes of the young young guys the Demoy Hodge Alex Fudge Colin Castleton Maxwell Lewis you know did you take anything away there I don't think we're expecting any you know con- contribution this season from any of those guys but anything uh, stand out to you with those guys nothing that really moved the needle from where it was at the end of summer league. Uh, it's good to see those guys get run. I hope that they develop a lot and put themselves in positions where if, you know, at some point in game 58 of the season, there are a bunch of injuries and we need five, 10 minutes from one of them, they're ready to go contribute. We're seeing the same flashes. It's the same sort of stuff. JHS, he put a lot on film where like, we just went through it in the film review. They were fixable mistakes in reads and situations that he did not see much of at Indiana based on how they ran their offense and how teams defended their offense in college. So it's newer ground for him. And we saw, you know, growth from the second quarter to the fourth quarter with him in terms of attacking like ice coverage on defense. Some of those little things, 
I, you know, it didn't work out great yesterday, but I would imagine that they're, they're pointing those out to him. They're teaching moments. And so for him and all the other guys, just like getting opportunities to go out there, try to, you know, execute the scheme on both ends of the court and then review it, learn from it, get better because of it. Like that's, that's the development process. So don't want to, you know, there's no need to pile on any of these guys. I don't think any of you to be, you know, positive contributing NBA rotation players right now today, but you see enough flashes of skill and athleticism with that bunch that I certainly think that each of them can be um, maybe later this season, perhaps next season. So LA did a good job. I like the scouting. I think we've got a good young group of guys that can be part of the future, maybe not as much the present and that's okay because you've got a super deep parent. Yeah, I think people are going to be super harsh on JHS because, you know, he's the the organizer, the point guard. The the ball's in his hands more often. The mistakes are a little bit louder um, when you, you know, are in charge of the offense. And playing against real NBA rotation players is a guy who's never, you know, done that before in his first game. So I just encourage people to, you know, to take it a little bit slowly, maybe have some nuanced opinions and, realize the context for this guy is a, a young player and you know yeah sure it might be hype that darvin is talking him up and being one of the mvps of one of the first few days of uh of scrimmaging scrimmaging and all that but also consider that it, you know growth is not linear and that he will absolutely learn and whether or not he's able to you know he, he hit two you know fairly tough threes as well people aren't going to mention that i know you know i'm Mm-hmm. I didn't mention that. I mentioned him being a little rough around the edges, but yeah, I think he uh, he has promise, and I think, like you said, all these guys have promise, and excited to see they're going to have a pretty good G League team, that's for sure. Yeah, and like it, him being MVP of day one of training camp, that's that's how we pl- well he played that day. Like he flashed. It was those those were the sure. good moments. And if you were to ask Darwin for the MVP of like all of training camp, it probably wasn't him probably wasn't the MVP, you know, day two, day three, but the, he, those are the, like, we're able to see the potential. We're able to see that upside. And it's just about developing the consistency, you know, learning the game more, developing your body, refining this. And the fact that he's at a point already where he can flash and be that day one MVP, you know, that's promising that that is encouraging and patience is going to be the biggest thing. I think it's, uh, you know, I, I hope nobody has changed their expectations for him based on him playing well that one day in training camp. Uh, he's continued to show us he's not there yet, but he should be able to get there. And I think we've got the right coaching staff to, to be able to help him do so. And hopefully we see them continue to make good use of the minutes as, as I think they'll get for the remainder of preseason. And then that, that G league team, as you mentioned. For sure. For sure. I think that, that does it for this reaction. Got a little housekeeping for all the people out there. Make sure you go subscribe to our YouTube and, uh, you know, make sh- send us a picture of uh, that you subscribe there to Tim or I on Insta- uh, social media, and uh, we'll get you into that Discord. If you want to get extra content, which we've been doing a lot of, we did a bonus mailbag. We did a bonus pod every week, and we did the film room that uh, review, which will be available to all those people. You know, check that out. There's a lot of good stuff we're uh, coming back with, Tim. We got a game tomorrow at 6 p.m. PST. We got you on 
Tuesday going uh Vando shouldn't start. Hear me out. There's a new series we'll do. And then we got another game on Wednesday against the Kings at seven o'clock. So a lot of contact coming to you every other day this week, every day this week. So uh be sure to you know get in on our Discord, follow us on social media, follow our YouTube, and yeah, that's all I got for now, Tim. Yeah, awesome. Join the Discord. There are different cool tiers in there, extra bonus content like Tom talked about, repositories of other stuff of streams of uh x's and o's info like a scheme course want to shout out uh tj simitaji and court prowess as arena sponsors uh zach harris cudetti miguel t shuttleworth omar roy abdulrahman keneal mason doppel and romario in the owner's box and then to the courtside and lower bowl crews as well we've got four different tiers go check it out uh you can get discounts if you sign up for six or 12 month subscriptions those discounts are higher right now in preseason, will not be at that same level once the regular season starts. So if you want to give the content a try, sign up, pretty affordable rates, and you can see if you like it. And if you want, commit longer term. And uh, if not, you can always cancel. So we're excited to uh, continue the conversation. we got a game tomorrow and uh, a lot more ahead. So we'll see you soon. Absolutely. I'll put that link to the Discord tiers in this, uh, the link to this pod. Until then, join us on Playback tomorrow. We'll talk to you guys next time.